0: Healthcare providers often overestimate their ability to communicate effectively in a way that ensures a patient's understanding. This puts compliance, safety, and outcomes at risk. You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinicians Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Michael S. Woods. Dr. Woods is a practicing surgeon in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and the author of In a Blink Awareness, Assessment, and Adapting to Patient Communication Needs. Dr. Woods, welcome back to the Clinician's Roundtable.
1: Thank you, Susan.
0: Your new book is called In a Blink. How did you choose the title?
1: Well, I had been writing the early chapters of the book and was trying to figure out how I was going to end the book, quite frankly. And about six months ago, had read Malcolm Gladwell's Blink, which was very much related to the topic of what became In a Blink, and that is how do you rapidly assess somebody's communication needs. And so it seemed to be a natural fit to camp on top of Gladwell's success with Blink by linking it to that book and titled it in a Blink.
0: Chapter one is titled, If the Cheesecake Factory Ran Healthcare. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) I was actually in Chicago getting ready to attend a joint commission Session on communication and was sitting in the Cheesecake Factory, which is fairly close to the Joint Commission's offices. And there were just a variety of things that were happening in the restaurant at the time that I was there that occurred to me were a perfect metaphor for uh, what healthcare is and the complexity of healthcare. Whether it was wait staff apologizing for having dropped a uh, plate of a customer that was sitting next to me whether it was flexibility in fulfilling orders and uh, providing information. And it just seemed to me after that experience that the Cheesecake Factory actually had a pretty good plan for how to deal with uncertainty, with how to deal with bad outcomes, if you were, uh, the wrong order or having dropped the plate that I witnessed uh, just next to me at the table and that all of the people seemed to be aligned with, with how they were supposed to be working in this very complex and dynamic environment that was the Cheesecake Factory. And the more I thought about it and the more I reflected on what I had already written that became in a blink, the more I thought, gee, this is kind of a neat analogy, and maybe I should try and work through that. And that's how the, the first chapter came into being.
0: Did something specific happen to you at the Cheesecake Factory, or it was everything you observed?
1: It really was the totality of the experience. I originally, during this particular visit, they had tried to sit me in the smoking section, which I had not requested, and, and they responded to that very graciously and figured out a way to accommodate my needs there. I had questions about the menu, the particular waiter that was assisting me, did not know the answer to the question but pulled somebody aside very quickly and and found the answers that he uh, did not know and and so there was a whole series of things like that and literally uh, the couple next to me uh, the waiter dropped a plate and it shattered on the floor and profusely apologized and remedied the situation and so again I just saw the entire uh, experience as being something that we could learn a lot from in healthcare in terms of communication and even right down to apology and and disclosure, if you will.
0: So it sounds like leadership matters.
1: Oh, I think so. I think expectations uh, matter in terms of not only what what the customer expects, but what management or, or leadership expects of those who are on the ground in, within the organization and uh, how that Vision translates down through the organization, whether it's healthcare or whether it's Cheesecake Factory.
0: In your book, you discuss the three A's of communication awareness, assessment, and adapting. What do you mean by awareness?
1: Awareness is really a working knowledge of things that can affect communication clarity. Uh, and in the book, I really hone in on on six variables that I believe can dramatically affect the outcome of any conversation. Ethnicity, socioeconomic variables, literacy, uh, which I like to really talk about healthcare understanding as opposed to literacy. Gender, personality, and then time variables are, are the things that in a blink refers to. And each of these things can affect the ability of two individuals to understand each other.
0: And what do you mean by assessment?
1: Well, assessment is really utilizing what you've learned in terms of of the awareness. So once an individual has an understanding of the things that can go wrong in communication, or the, perhaps a better way to put it, or the things that can positively affect the ability of an individual to understand, it's important that those be utilized and assessing the situation and the individual's needs as it relates to communication.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Dr. Michael S. Woods, author of In a Blink, Awareness, Assessment, and Adapting to Patient Communication Needs. Dr. Woods, what do you mean by the third A, adapting?
1: Adapting is taking the awareness and what you've learned about the variables uh, and being able to utilize the assessment that we've already discussed, and then adapting on the fly to the communication needs of the individual. A lot of people who have read the book have expressed some concern that gee there's really not very much about adapting in the book after you spend a lot of time on awareness and assessment. But adaptation is a situation specific skill and there's really no two situations that are alike that an individual must read the situation and then and then use those adaptation skills to provide the information that the individual needs in order to understand uh, what it is that they need to understand.
0: Give us a real life example of using the 3 A's.
1: To me, uh, the easiest example is perhaps an informed consent situation where a physician is consenting an individual of of a different socioeconomic group. Usually ethnicity may play a role. So where I certainly live in Santa Fe, I'm Caucasian and uh From an Anglo-Saxon background, uh, there's obviously a a fair number of Hispanic people in Santa Fe, and it might be that I would need to talk in much simpler terms uh, to an individual on the basis of what I know about communication and the assessment of the situation. And if an individual is speaking to me in a way that indicates that perhaps their educational level is somewhat limited and we were going to talk about having her gallbladder out, I might say, you know, Mrs. Montoya, your x-ray shows that you have gallstones or, or rocks in your gallbladder and your gallbladder sits about here under your skin and I would point to that area and the pain is often caused by that stone or that little rock not letting the gallbladder empty because the gallbladder empties by squeezing the liquid out that it holds between uh, the times that you eat. And that liquid is called bile, and it it helps you to digest the fats that you eat. And with the stone blocking that tube, draining the gallbladder, uh, the gallbladder continues to try and squeeze and empty that liquid, and that's what causes your pain. And it can cause some inflammation. And then the situation obviously would go from there, Susan, in terms of describing the surgery and uh, the potential for Problems that could arise and adapting even that portion of the discussion to the patient's needs. There are certain ethnicities that view the potential for complications to be a fait accompli. In other words, if you tell a certain ethnic group from Southeast Asia that, gee, death is a possibility from this procedure, they may believe that that is actually going to be an outcome. And certainly in the book, I talk about the Western ethic of requiring informed consent and how that may actually reduce the quality of outcome in certain individuals due to this type of of mindset. So, again, that's a fairly long-winded explanation of how, how I view utilizing the three A's, awareness, assessment, and adapting in real life.
0: How does the book, In a Blink, help doctors adapt within seconds to a patient's communication needs?
1: Well, the way an individual adapts within seconds really depends on how much they have learned about the communication variables. Obviously, being able to assess something accurately depends upon the depth of knowledge that one has about a topic. And so, the better they become acquainted with the six variables that are discussed in in a blink, the more accurately they're going to be able to assess and the more quickly they're going to be able to assess. And that ultimately will allow them to adapt literally within seconds to the perceived needs. These are all skills, Susan, that are learned. And the more an individual pays attention to these things, the greater level of skill, obviously, that they will develop. And the more quickly they'll be able to address those particular needs.
0: What is the DUN factor, (laughs) D-U-N?
1: The the DUN factor is sort of a favorite topic of mine, and I talked about it in the book. And Dunn, capital D, capital U, capital N, stands for dynamic, unpredictable, and nonlinear. And in our profession, we uh, like to think that many things are, in fact, quite predictable and quite linear. We are trained in linear logic. And what I like to emphasize to providers in and, and my presentations is that actually life is quite dynamic, unpredictable, and nonlinear. And there is perhaps nothing that is more unpredictable and dynamic than communication in the ability of two individuals to either understand or not understand each other. So it's a it's a little mnemonic that I have to remind people that much of what we do is in fact not predictable and not linear.
0: How can listeners obtain a copy of your book in a blank?
1: They can go to the Joint Commission Resources website and they'll be able to find it there. They can also find it on our website, www.actcivil.com.
0: Tell us about Civility Mutual, your company.
1: Civility Mutual is a membership organization for providers and patients that is focused on enhancing communication effectiveness between providers and patients. And our belief, Susan, that it will dramatically reduce the number of medical errors that are being made, that will enhance patient safety, will improve the quality of health care outcomes, and importantly, reduce malpractice liability.
0: How can listeners learn more about Civility Mutual?
1: Again, they can go to our website, which is www.act.com. Civil.com.
0: Dr. Woods, thank you so much for joining us to discuss your new book in a blink.
1: Susan, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD Library. Thank you for listening.